Hello, you're listening to Thrive, the podcast about how people are working with water, land and ecosystems to make a sustainable food future. In this episode, a report from the Global Landscapes Forum held alongside the COP21 climate talks in Paris early in December. One of the highlights of the two-day forum was a Sunday afternoon session organized by the Youth in Landscapes Initiative and called Dragon's Den. If you've never heard of it, Dragon's Den is a reality TV show popular in many countries in which entrepreneurs pitch their idea to a group of dragon investors, hoping to persuade the dragons to invest in their idea and getting valuable feedback in the process. For the GLF, the entrepreneurs were 50 young professionals selected from applicants around the world who had to work together as teams to come up with innovative solutions to pressing landscape problems. The teams took part in a four-day workshop to build their solutions and craft their presentations. The Water, Land and Ecosystems Research Programme of CGIAR, which brings you the Thrive podcast, teamed up with IMI, the International Water Management Institute, to sponsor one of the teams to enter the Dragon's Den, pitching their solution to a real-life landscape challenge. The team was mentored by Dr. Alan Nickel and tackled some of the pressing issues surrounding the collection of big data for IMI's Four Basin Gender Profiles project. And eavesdropping on it all, from the workshop to the final pitches, was Andrew Johnston, a freelance journalist. Here's his report. I'm here at the Global Landscapes Forum in Paris, one of the main side events of COP21, the climate talks where many of the world's leaders have come to thrash out a deal on reducing carbon emissions to tackle climate change. The GLF event has brought together 50 young people from around the world to develop solutions to landscape challenges. To find out more, I've come to a cafe to meet Michael Victor and Abby Waldorf from the Water, Land and Ecosystems Programme at CGIAR. What we're trying to do here is to get the youth to actually try to start to look at practical problems that they can solve and articulate that and pitch those and communicate those to wider people. And the, the GLF is really a great forum for this because you have over two, 3,000 people coming from all sectors. We have the private sector, we have high government officials, we have researchers, we have NGOs, we have indigenous people. And this is a real gathering to pitch your ideas and to see how do we solve these really hard, complex problems. Abby, what exactly is the program you're talking about? So the Youth and Landscapes program is an initiative that both builds the capacity of young professionals for the Global Landscapes Forum and also provides an opportunity for young professionals to engage in the Global Landscapes Forum. This includes a four-day training workshop in which young professionals around the world could apply to become part of. Um, And it culminates in a session during the Global Landscapes Forum where young professionals are able to pitch solutions to a panel of high-level policymakers and decision-makers within uh, major landscape spaces. So with us in the cafe is an old colleague of mine, Dr. Alan Nickel from the International Water Management Institute. Now, Alan is actually going to be mentoring one of the young teams uh, that is presenting an idea here at the GLF. So, Alan, tell us a little bit about how the experience has been for you and what you're hoping to achieve. I think the fact that these young professionals come from so many different countries but manage to work together really effectively in a short space of time to squeeze out some quite 
inspiring ideas. Uh, it's certainly for me been an eye-opener, and I think that even for them, I've noticed over the last couple of days, you know, it's gone up and down, peaks and troughs, but they've been really, I think, pleased with themselves and their progress. And yesterday they generated, at the end of the day, a really, really good concept and idea for restoring landscapes that they're now working on together. Um, so I'm, I'm impressed, I'm really happy with how it's gone so far. Well, we're going to finish our cups of coffee and we're going to head off to meet these young people at one of their training projects before the big day tomorrow. So cheers, everyone. Thank you. Well, we're now on the outskirts of Paris, and as part of their preparation for the event, the young people have got together to do a live interview with some journalists from Falmouth University in the UK. It's initiative website, so it's landscapes.org slash youth and landscapes. The journalist students so in Falmouth are asking the young people what they hope to achieve by being part of this event. There will be live tweeting, live videos taking place, so there will be lots of opportunities for people to go back if they couldn't view it right at the time it was taking place. And again, I'm with Abby Waldorf, and we're monitoring this uh, live conversation that the young people are having with the student journalists from Falmouth. How do you think it's going? I think it's going really well. I think uh, we're caught in between a very exciting moment right now. It's day four of the workshop. Uh, the solutions are being prepared. The pitches are being uh, prepared. And I think everyone here is, is really, really high energy at the moment. It's pretty exciting. I'm Claudio Castro from Costa Rica. And I think that it was well. Um, we are really excited about this challenge, so we want people to know what is the solution. Uh, we can put get. an example. What did they plant? Maize, beans, okay. beans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Gabrielle Skidakat. And I'm Hannah Smith. And we are both the designers and the facilitators for this four-day workshop in preparing pitches for the Dragon's Den. So essentially we took a policy framework, sort of a process there, and switched it to a critical thinking framework. And the youth have been working through that framework to come up with solutions to then pitch the Dragon's Den. And this sort of culminating activity is to allow them to practice and get their feet wet and then get feedback. And then in the next 48 hours, if there's anything really important that they need to alter before that final Dragon's Den, they'll be able to do that. It's only a few minutes before the groups have got to give their final presentations for today. And we're just catching up with Alan Nickel to find out how it's going. I think it's a certain sense of panic setting in. You know, the, the clock is ticking last few seconds, so much to do. But a real desire to get the message across clearly, which I think is driving the group I'm working with, and that's great. These pitches don't need to be perfect, they just need to be awesome. And I think, I think the nervousness that you sort of remarked upon these sweaty palms is because the future that the youth are pitching these ideas for is their future. And they have this stake in it, and I think it's, they want to do well for themselves and their own professional development, but they also want to do well for the whole group here. Let's see how it's good stuff. Uh, and you get started. Right to tenure. Right to tenure. Right. Well, we've been through several pitches now, practice pitches, of course, and Alan's group have just finished their pitch. How do you think your, your team has, has done with their pitch? Well, I think there's work to be done, um, sharpening, structuring, and making it punchier and more uh, forceful with the, uh, the dragons. Clearer, basically, in short. Yeah. Lots, lots of work. We'll, we'll get there.
So it's been a pretty long day here at the workshop and the young people all look fairly exhausted having pitched their ideas to the pretend dragons. The question is, how will they get on on Sunday when they face the real dragons in front of an audience of over 200 people? It's the first day of the GLF and I've come to the Palais de Congrès here in Paris. The halls are bustling with activity. There are all sorts of sessions running here on topics from rainforest recovery to indigenous people's rights. My name is Nadia Manning-Thomas and I am the Partnerships Manager at the CGIAR Consortium Office, which is based in Montpellier. The Global Landscapes Forum is a really important event on the side of a very important uh, conference the COP21, and GLF really offers an opportunity for a lot more players in the climate sector and the related sectors of agriculture, health, nutrition, energy, to be able to come together and to network with each other. How important is it to include young people in the decision-making process and perhaps in the idea creation process? Oh, it's absolutely pivotal. They are the next generation, as we always say, but how do we hear their voices? How do we find the right ways to involve them in the process? So it's absolutely vital. I've met up now with Olivia Sanchez-Bedini from the International Forestry Students Association. You said you think that young people have more of a stake in, uh, in climate change. Why do you think that is? Well, because we're the first generation that's actually living the impacts of climate change. We see the implications of increased global temperatures in our daily lives right now. And we're the generation that's going to stay here for when the climate keeps increasing. So the decisions, I mean, we hear it over and over again, but the decisions that we're making now will have a complete impact and will completely change our lives in the years to come. So it's day two of the Global Landscapes Forum and I'm catching up with Alan Nicholl, who's here with his team. You can probably hear them in the background. They're all suited and booted, ready for action, ready for, to present their case to the dragons this afternoon. That's right. They're, they're pitched. They're going to be ready to go. I think they're fired up, actually. It's really quite exciting just to watch them. I'm getting excited, which is kind of exciting in itself. So I'm really happy. I think they're going to, they're going to perform proper dragon bait uh, this afternoon so yeah we're good we're good we're good to go we're back to pitch practice pitch okay well the key thing i suppose that everyone listening to this is going to want to know is what is their idea what are they what's the challenge they're looking at and what solution are they yeah. hoping to come up with so it's about restoring landscapes they're thinking of innovations that can help um people in the nile basin in fact restore landscapes help people and landscapes come together in res restoring landscapes so, so bridging the gap bringing data into the, uh, the, the problem-solving in effect of degraded landscapes, helping people and landscapes work more effectively together. How impressed are you with, the, uh, with their grasp of the challenge there? I'm impressed. In fact, there are two people from the basin in the group, right? But it's, it's a whole group thing. That's the exciting thing about this. It's not just the two who come from the basin countries. It's the fact they're working together. They seem to have some common understanding of the challenge and how to deal with it, and I think they've got some really great innovations coming through. Proper creativity in this group. Right, let's see if we can catch up with one or two people. I've got Noor here. How are you all feeling? Are you ready to go for this afternoon? I think we're quite excited. Uh, I believe we have a very strong idea, and we just need to practice, practice, practice until we perfect it. You know, As our facilitators have told us, it's not about... You know, being perfect is about being awesome, and that's what we hope to be. 
Now, I understand that your idea for the project, for the pitch, is about the Nile Basin, and you're, as I understand it, also from Sudan, so it's an area that, that will be close to your heart. What's your solution for the problem that you've identified? So, basically, the solution that we've come up with and that we hope to pitch is like a people-centric toolkit where you have multi-stakeholders, you know, communities, indigenous knowledge, all being put together to create uh, real-time data in order to create also effective long-term policies for that restoration processes. You know, it's scientific data is well and good, but indigenous knowledge is also just as important. Well, good luck this afternoon. Thanks very much, Noor. They're off to practice their pitch now, and I'm going to let them get on with it. Well, I'm walking through the main hall here at the GLF Forum, where there are stands all over the place. Uh, what have I got in front of me? There's an ESPA stand, Improving Livelihoods and Restoring Ecosystems. Uh, Fair Trade International are here. Uh, the Centre for Food Safety, all sorts of stands. The FSC, of course, forestry, a hugely important uh, issue for landscapes and landscapes restoration and maintenance. I'm going to see if I can't vox pop a couple of people. Uh, and talk about youth and see if they're engaging with youth as well to see if that's a theme that's being picked up by any other organisations. And I've run into Sarah Dixon Hoyle. Are you getting a good reaction from, from your messages that you're putting across? Yeah, we're getting a really great reaction. There's a lot of interest from the professionals, from the session hosts. A lot of them have wanted to bring young people into their own programmes and booths. So, yeah, it's really exciting and a lot are really excited to attend the youth session and hear what our innovators have come up with. Well, I don't know what that call was for, something important. Maybe it's a coffee break or a session that uh, we should all be attending. But I'll let you go. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> so I finally caught up with Lucy Armand from the Nature Conservancy. Lucy, now we're doing a thing about young, engaging young people here at the Global Landscapes Forum. How important do you think it is for young people to be engaged in decision-making at events like these? I think it's incredibly important. I was watching the, one of the sessions yesterday around indigenous communities. So how do you get indigenous community representation on to the climate and development decision-making? And there was a young guy there who was a deer, a reindeer herder from one of the ancient communities up in the north of Sweden. And he talked extremely passionately about his future over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years' time and how climate change would actually destroy his hopes and uh, vision for the future. And so it was incredible to see him stand up, talk very powerfully, be part of the decision-making process and to put you, to give it real perspective next to the older guys who were coming along, the traditional leaders of their villages, and actually tell a story which was one of both hope and the threats to future. So for, to have people like that engaged here is extremely inspiring. Well, here we are in the actual room where the presentation is going to take place. There's a huge banner above us saying Youth in Landscapes Initiative Paris, December 2015. And everyone is nervously looking at their notes. Well, let's go and see if we can find one of the young people who's going to be doing the presentation. I'm looking for either Dan or Noor. Let's see if I can find them. Noor, there you are, having your photograph taken. Are you? Are you looking forward to the event? You're up, you're up on stage practicing. Uh, well, maybe not exactly practicing, but at least getting a feel for the view and the, how, it, how it is to be on stage. It's always a good idea right before you pitch anything. Do you get nervous at things like this? 
I think it's natural to get nervous, you know. There's a lot of very important people here, and at the same time, you don't want to let your team down. So you want to give them the best performance or best pitch you can. I'm just going to try and catch up with Dan now, who looks like he's ready to give his great speech. Dan, are you looking forward to this? Uh, I am, yeah. I'm not that nervous, but I just hope to... So we can excel when we actually do it, so that we can represent the RDs in the way that they deserve. Well, the, the best thing about the whole Global Landscape Forum for me has been meeting people from all over the world working on the same topic. And I see a lot of room and scope for cooperation in the future. Well, good luck. Good luck this afternoon. Thank you. With just a few minutes to go before the event, I went to catch up with two of the dragons that would be breathing fire on the young people's pitches. Kemi Seasink from the Global Water Initiative and firstly Stephen Laurie from the Centre for International Forestry Research. These young people are just you know, really uh, creative, innovative, uh, uh, ambitious. So uh, I think it's going to be very instructive for us. Uh, we know something about these issues also, uh, presumably. And, uh, but I think these uh, uh, students are going to really add some, uh, some really interesting new ideas to the mix. I'm really glad to be asked to be a dragon during the Global Landscapes Forum here in Paris. This is a great opportunity to hear directly from the youth. One of the interesting things about this generation is that they are aware of the fragmentation of the problems and they are less held back by thinking in silos or geographical lines. All of these young innovators have been working in groups of 10 since Tuesday to respond to five big challenges that we all face in the world. Um, and those challenges are measuring success, landscape restoration, education, finance, and rights and tenure. The challenge that is here is how do we measure the success or the impact? We today are smallholder farmers and we live and breathe these challenges. Because we have these different layers and it's visually explicit, it's easy for stakeholders... With the, the pitching session underway, Alan Nichols' team were up second. Imagine 242 million of people living that situation. It's terrible. Soil degradation has had a massive effect, not just on agriculture, but on everyone who is living, not just in Sudan, but downstream as well. We have developed and we present today land, a people-centered toolkit for landscape Ultimately, there were no winners and losers at the Dragon's Den event, but the opportunity to participate was clearly welcomed by the young people. Afterwards, I got the chance to catch up with Dragon's Kemi Seesink and Stephen Laurie. The group's worked very hard. It's a great tribute to collaboration in developing projects and I think that these are some really strong proposals came to us so it was, it was great fun. Thanks for the opportunity to contribute. I learned a lot and I'm excited that the future is in their hands. So the event's over now and um, everyone is talking to each other, catching up, um, assessing their contributions and I've caught up with Henri Vansoust. Vansoust. Yes. Okay. Henri, how do you think it went? I think it went great. Uh, I think the presentation went really well. We chose the right pictures in the end. Uh, they, they did a great job. Um, we got some uh, constructive criticism also from the Dragons and some follow-up questions. So uh, we really got the opportunity to fully explain our idea. So I think we were really convincing and I think uh, it all went well in the end. Essentially you think you won. 
Well, of course, winning is not uh, the question, but I think our ideas came across, and that's the most important part. So I'm going to try and catch up with Abby now to see what she felt about the whole event. Abby, your thoughts? I thought it was thrilling. Um, I'm really, really proud of everyone. There was a total revolution of pitches that happened on Friday to today. I mean, they just completely transformed and were thrilling. They were amazing, well-delivered. Um, I think the Dragons were really impressed. The audience was cheering. I mean, it was, it was, it was exciting. So that wraps up the session. And it's been a real privilege to listen to the ideas of the young people that have been presented here at the Dragon's Den. There's a clear message from this year's Global Landscapes Forum, and that is that young people have something to say, and that their ideas need to be taken more seriously and integrated more extensively into future decisions about climate change and landscape restoration. Andrew Johnston, winding up his report from the Young Professionals Dragon's Den Pictures at the Global Landscape Forum. If you want to know more, Andrew Johnston's short film of the event can be found online at wle.cgiar.org thrive. That's also where you can find the show notes for this episode of the Thrive Podcast, including a link to Abby Waldorf's blog post about the workshop and pictures and other information about the Dragon's Den at the Global Landscapes Forum. You'll also find a link there to subscribe to the Thrive Podcast on iTunes. And if you do subscribe, would you consider giving the show a rating? That's one of the best ways of spreading the news and bringing the show to the attention of other listeners. That's all for this episode. The Thrive Podcast is produced by me, Jeremy Chirpus, for the Water, Land and Ecosystems Research Program of CGIAR. Until the next time, thanks for listening.